Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're going to have this ability to now reframe. Allow yourself time throughout the day to stress the fuck out. The thoughts and the feelings and the behavior cycle can start changing. A big part of weight loss is learning, unlearning, relearning, you know, making changes to the things that you need to eat, but also how your mind works and how you're living. And there's so much to it, which makes our guest today the perfect guest. Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer. She's a learning strategist, best-selling author, founder of Awaken Learning. Hello, welcome. We need you so bad in here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Thank you, Tina, and thank you to your amazing community. So uh, you joined us at the beginning, or actually before we started this fall program, and so many people got so many good takeaways about how to organize the information, utilize the information, and the resources that we provide. So we have the Facebook support group. You know, that's where we have people, real people, answering questions. It's our, it's where our community is. It's you know, kind of where we gather. It's where I guide people through the program. We also have our app, which is amazing. You know, definitely different in that it's like you know, it, I mean, it's perfect compliment to doing the Facebook support group, but now people can just use the app on their own. We also have our book, you know, which has all the information and links to videos. We also have our podcast and there's so much. So you were, you were so great in helping us organize that and make people realize that you don't have to use all of the resources. And then we got into the program. The program started. I know you're very aware of the program. It's a lot of information. So People have been working the basics. We've we've worked through a big chunk in the first four weeks of the program, information-wise. In your opinion, where are we at, and how do you think people are feeling, and where? How can we better kind of like take a minute and strategize to move forward? <laughs> that was a lot. I know that's. I a love lot. it. I love how your questions are three questions. It's so beautiful. It's like this gorgeous enormous energy of like, let's do all of the things. So good. I'm with you. Yes. Let's do all of them. Uh, so the starting place for me is always gratitude. Thank okay. you. And <laughs> also thank you to the kind humans who are listening and for your feedback the first time. My aim is mm. to only ever try to be useful or helpful. And so thanks for having me on Gina around that, you know, just before starting, because you're talking all about change and change readiness. Yes. And that begins before we actually start something of like, how am I making sense of all of this? What are the pathways through this? What do I do if it feels like a lot? Yeah. What if I do if it feels like it's so much that I don't actually know how to start? And what's the best way for me when someone is preventing this or presenting this gorgeous buffet of options? What's my route through? And so now people are in it. They're mid-route. Yes, they're in it. Yes. And so... Where are people at? I mean, I take the cues from the Facebook comments and from listening to you and Kim do your thing and listening to Spill the Tea. And there are stories of remarkable success and there are stories of 
frustration. Yeah. And so what I wonder, and maybe, I mean, I've done this week four a few times. I, I'm in it. I'm in it for the, for the finally and forever is how do we sit with discomfort? Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. It, when it's not easy and food we're trying to unlearn uh, isn't our go-to anymore. So yeah. how do we do that? And how do we make time and space for ourselves? Because people aren't just doing this journey. They're also parenting. They're growing a business. They're leaving a job. They're starting a new job. They're recovering from illness. They're just learning about a new illness. The world is on fire. There's a lot of things happening. There is, yeah. So weight loss and really amplifying our health is happening in a larger constellation and a larger backdrop. So in a way, that's where I think people are, is how do I do this incredibly important thing, this thing I want with my whole heart in a bigger context? How do I do that thing that is making time for myself? How do I do this thing of, oh, I don't want to be hungry. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to feel like this, but Actually, it's part of a larger, a larger journey. That's a life changing one. I love this because I think this is a theme of what we are really learning. This group, like every, this is our twentieth program, and each group there's kind of a different theme to it. And I think what we're really recognizing is the magnitude of what we're dealing with and what we are trying to accomplish while trying to reach this finally and forever huge massive goal that a lot of us have been trying to reach for most of our lives. It's such a big thing that we're trying to do while we're dealing with other big things in our lives. And and I think a big big part of and what's so great about these conversations is you need to bring awareness to that first. And I think if people can bring awareness to what they're doing and and the environment in which they're trying to do it in and like you know our whether it's sleep and all the things that are messing with our sleep or our hormones and trying to deal with like get a handle on that or whatever it is i think that that's what i love is that it, this is a lot so we're going you are here today to help us navigate through all of that so where do we start yeah so Thank you for that. And holy smokes, your like roster of experts listening to Dr. Beverly and base like that. If anyone hasn't listened to that conversation, that's remarkable. That's a good one. So yeah. Underneath the content, underneath learning about a new relationship with food and a new relationship with our bodies is about learning a relationship with ourselves. And when we're frustrated and when we're anxious and when we're overwhelmed, and when we're avoidant, and when we're angry, and when we project our anger onto you folks, like what's underneath yeah. that? What's underneath that? And how are we gonna cope with that, skillfully move through? So I think about this as change readiness, like understanding what change looks like, the processes of change. So folks have already done the beginning part, which is like that thinking about it. I wanna, I'm thinking about, doing something new, trying something new or returning members. I'm thinking about doing it again with those fresh eyes, with the beginner's yeah. mindset. Okay. And then you let us all through research. Okay. So I moved from thinking to like getting real educated. What is week one? And what is week two? What is this week, week four? What does it mean to ask the four questions? What What's my one or two out of the 20 bigger questions around maximizing? We don't have to do all 20. You keep yeah. reminding people, so important. What, what's the mm -hmm. one or two that's most resonant? And then after research, like that's the, what are the actions I'm gonna take? What are the actual things? 
because we have to move it into the kind of detail, the steps of each day. And then how am I going to stay there for a while? How am I going to kind of maintain those actions on the daily? So I, I was thinking about like being inspired by Dr. Beverly's beautiful accent, like taking the tram to readiness. So thinking and researching and action and then maintaining it there for a while. How do I keep showing up? I mean, you are so beautiful at praising folks for even if there are bits and bites, even if it hasn't been the perfect day and let's throw any idea of perfect out the window. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming back. You're trying again. You're not giving up. You're not throwing it all out. You're not throwing it all away. So thinking about this as a larger process of what does it mean to make change in your life? That's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a lot. It's a lot to unlearn relearn and learn new things yeah. uh, and it's a bit and it's a bit scary there's a there's a couple things i want to talk about one there's so like to you mentioned there's so much going on in the in the world right now and a lot of people are really rightfully so unnerved it's just it's like it seems to be occupying a big space at least in in my day-to-day -day, constantly thinking what's happening and um you know being concerned even for for people on our team and how people are feeling it's a lot so how do you focus I'm having a hard time focusing on this and also focusing on that. So have you noticed this where people are overloaded? Like they are just, you know, they got something else big going on in their life and then they're trying to show up every day to also do this. Like, how do you reconcile that? Or like, do you have any advice for our I members? Do. Like, cause right yeah. now it's, it's hard. It's tough right now with what people are dealing with and going through and what's happening in the world with Israel and whatnot. And it's, it's a lot, it's very distracting and it weighs on you. And then you're trying to show up every day and accomplish this big goal and learn new things and make major changes with what you're eating and when every day, like that's, it's mm -hmm. tough. I think what you're asking is so important because it's a it's like not denying the truth of what people are doing this isn't we're not just on a weight loss and health journey we're mm -hmm. also grieving we're also worried we're also checking in on family we're also figuring out how to have meaningful conversations so a lot is happening all at once and of course mm -hmm. there are, for folks around the world like there are so many conflicts happening around yeah the world. yeah so always yeah well, number one i think about that it's not either or. It's not mm. that we deny taking care of our health either. We're allowed to take care of our health and care about what's happening in the world. Those can coexist. So I think about alongsideness. Things can be alongside each other and they're not in contradiction. So if we're feeling guilty, how come, how come I get to do this with my day when other people are suffering? Mm -hmm. because both can coexist and actually maybe that helps us move towards peace when I'm when I'm kind of embodying peace when I'm practicing peaceful skills and strategies so I'd like for people not to think of it as either or but that they can be and also and what a perfect opportunity to learn what healthful deeply nourishing um strategies for coping can be that aren't perhaps like in my case overeating overworking over exercising under eating what are the other ways that we can take care of ourselves and with that self-compassion of this may not be your strongest week right now this is a pretty tough right. one 
I will tell you as a, as a, I think this is my fourth or fifth group. This September was a tough one for me, even before the world was even further on fire. The emotional labor of supporting kids in their start to back to school and as an educator, supporting lots of students and parents through back to school. I couldn't have this at the center. And so I just honored that. I didn't mean I I didn't have have to have a go away. I can't. Mm. Oh, I just can't do Gina. No, I can do a bit of Gina, I can do my best attempt, but also honor that these are big long days. I'm comforting my kids. I'm helping them transfer to new school. Lots of other things were also alongside. So both can be true. And that's where that gentleness and what does it mean to care? Does, does caring for your well being mean more sleep, connecting with friends, like really being forgiving? on those super tough days? Does it mean working with that inner dialogue? Does it mean reaching out for a therapeutic ally? What is the kindest, caringest thing that you can do, including doing Gina? It's, not, it's really interesting how listening to, you, listening to you speak, it's all really working together. Like, you know, in talking about Dr. Beverly, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. And a lot of times people are wired to that all or nothing. And then when you mention sleep, I'm sure when you're not getting great sleep, that affects your ability to not just perform and do the things that you need to do, but also to learn as well. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the, how you are feeling is affecting your ability to learn and make change and mm-hmm. to so what are you do you have Jim like I love the whole giving yourself grace and kindness and you know recognize where you're at I think that's really huge we have people all the time who are dealing with grief who are dealing with illness who are dealing with things that are so much bigger than trying to lose weight but your desire to lose weight and what I love about the program is it's, it's so much more than losing weight it's really about prioritizing yourself you know, getting to understand yourself, connect with yourself, help yourself be as healthy as possible at the end of the day. So, so I'm, I'm showing up and I'm, I'm in it, but I'm not, I'm distracted and I want to do it, but I I feel just overwhelmed. And you know, what, where, where, how do I, do you, do you have strategies for my day to day to, to keep me in it, to maybe help me focus a little bit more? I do. I do. And so when, when I was here, but just as the program was starting, we talked a little and often and little and often doesn't go away, right? That's making small morsels, but then we can take little and often and move it into the question of how can I make things easier for myself? Okay. How can I make this program the most doable in my life right now? And we do that through creating habits. We do that through automating what we can. And so that might look like after I brush my teeth in the morning, I flip on either Gina Live or I listen to the podcast for 15 minutes as I am doing a little bit of house cleaning or I am um, getting my kids ready for school. Yeah, that, that sequence always happens. How can I insert doing, Gina, whatever that means to do this program? Does it mean accessing the app? Okay, after I uh, get in the car, before I turn it on on my drive to work, I'm going to check in with the app because those other habits are already ingrained. I always yeah. get in the car and I always turn it on. So what can I insert? And after a few times or a few weeks of inserting a new activity, that's where it becomes automated. 
Some take longer, some take shorter, but if we keep repeating it, it becomes second nature and it doesn't have to take so much kind of mental bandwidth. And that's part of what we're struggling right now. When you use the word distraction, our focus is fragmented right now. Yes. We're worried and thinking about lots of things. And if we want to do this program, and it sometimes might feel like one thing more or one thing too much, great. How do we make it easier? And we make things easier by automating them and inserting them in already um, habitual actions. So one way of thinking about it is called habit stacking. We're adding it in or between or before or after an already sequence of habits. And then we don't have to think about it so much. So I have my jar of lemon water every morning, every morning. I don't think about it. I had to think about it at first and now I do not. I do 20 minutes of movement every morning. I had to think about it at one point. I no longer have to think about it. There are certain things I do that I no longer need to, do I do this? Do I not? What do I do? Okay, wait, what's my, what am I doing? Nope. I have my rhythm. Okay. So, so people get used to doing what they're doing. And with this program, we're always changing that. So I always find after the first four weeks, I love it because people get so used to eating nutrient rich foods and eating often and getting into that routine. So then once we've established that routine, which is why I think people are so resistant to changing it. And so, and I love that because I love that people are eating nutrient rich foods and they're creating that routine, but we're also, we have a goal that we're trying to help people reach. And yes, if they kept doing that, eventually they'd lose their weight, but I know they want to lose it sooner rather than later. So the tweaks are there for a rhyme and a reason. People become very resistant to making the changes week to week after they've established a new routine. So what, how do we recognize we're doing that and how can we like address that? Yeah. Why so, are people so resistant? They're here to make change. They fall into that routine and they're like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's so interesting you're asking that because I wonder if we can begin to pivot away from um, the food as being the routine and mm. more like accessing the program, a relationship with the program and a relationship with ourselves that becomes the routine. So it's not my like, like deep devotion to a particular meal at a particular time, it's around when am I actually reading the book? When am I doing those 10 pages or 10 minutes? When am I listening to the podcast if I'm or am I turn, tuning in live? So that becomes what we routinize. That's what we make the habit. When am I checking in and um, popping in a question and responding really in an affirming way to another person's journey? Is it on the daily? Is it every Friday? And so we begin to make habits out of the actions more than habits about food. Ooh, this is so huge. It, this, it's so huge. It's not about the changes we're making to the food plan. It's the actions that you're taking around it. It's the habits that you're building and creating because the, the habit isn't the routine of the food. It's all the other things that you're doing. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. So the other thing that I was thinking about, um, in coming here today is there's a line that winds up happening, being spoken a lot here. And it's like a kind of trust the process. 
And as a person who has had trauma in my life, trust is a complicated word. Yeah. Right? So many of our of us are here. I'm wondering, because we don't necessarily have trust anymore in our bodies, it feels sometimes like there's been a rupture or fracture with our bodies. Our bodies got bigger, even though we ate less. Like there's so yeah. many ways that not, not through our, it's not fault. It's through a larger system that's so punishing and misleading. Mm. And so I don't, I've had to work really hard and still have to work really hard around trust. So there's a beautiful gift of a line from a psychologist, Christine Podesky. And I use it with my clients all the time. And it's follow the plan, not your mood. And oh. that's my way of interpreting trust the process. Because sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'm like, but what if it doesn't work? But what if it won't work for me? But what if, what if, what if the weight does go back up? Like there's it's not because your program doesn't work. It works beautifully. Yeah. It's my whole history that I'm bringing here. It's all my questions. It's all my doubts. It's the way I've been deceived or the way I've been manipulated or taken advantage of through various diet programs and misinformation through trauma. Right. And that, and that severing of trust. So a really helpful backup line, if people are working on that trust, a kind of anchor or a lifeline can be follow the plan. You have a plan laid out. You yeah. have a plan laid out, not your mood. Why not your mood? Because our moods change every day. Our moods are in grief. Our moods are in absolute desperate fatigue as our kids were up last night. Uh, mood because it's September and everything begins so alive all at once again. And we were just in some kind of sweet moment in the summer, maybe. Yeah. There's so many things that affect our mood. Menopause, yeah. pregnancy, after pregnancy, depression, anxiety. There's so much foods affect our mood. Yeah. So our mood and like, do I want to do this today? Even though you have a larger one, a larger motivation, a larger aim and goal and dream on this yeah. particular day, maybe like, I don't want to, I don't want to, or this isn't going to work. Wait, we follow the plan, not our mood. We follow yeah. the plan, what it says this week. And we don't actually have to give too much thinking. I'm not saying we turn our questioning off or our really like our critical minds but if that's not helping us, and if it's actually a storytelling, like of all the reasons it's not going to work, we're feeding the wrong thing. So can yeah. we follow the plan and not our mood? Well, and that doesn't mean ignore your moods and how you feel. Like honor totally. how totally. you feel. I think there's there's always times where, you know, whether it's COVID or what's happening now uh, with Israel, it's it, it's there's always something whether it's a loved one passes away or you're dealing with a traumatic event. There's always something that makes weight loss so trivial. Like it just makes it seem like really I'm trying to lose weight here while this is going on. But there there was a reason why you are here. And again, this isn't just some crappy, shitty diet where you're starving, depriving yourself, trying to fit your ass into your jeans. You're, you're really trying to make real long-lasting change in your life, which is going to have a massive trickle effect on the rest of your life and everyone in your life and how you navigate through life and how you, you, you manage and deal with these things that are happening in our lives, you know, and it's just, it's, it, it's very difficult to remember why you signed up and why you're here in the first place when, you know, things like this in life happen to us. And so I love that. I love that kind of just follow, you sign it, you want, you want this, 
keep following the plan, but at the same time, honor your mood, you know, do the little things that you can do and just kind of keep it moving forward. I see you have James Clear's book, There Atomic Habits in the back. Um, you know, and, and that's, I wish there was a way we could, we could, we could show people that the little things that they're doing are, are adding up. And I hate to say it, but there are going to be more, more tough times in your life coming up and traumatic events and things you're going to have to deal with. And with this process, because of amazing guests like you, we're, we're acquiring the skills to navigate them in a way that has less impact physically on us. Because stress is really detrimental to our health. A lot of us get really broken down through, you know, traumatic things that are happening in our lives. And then, then it means that, you know, we're not our healthiest. And then it means that other people have to take care of us. And it's got to, you know, so it's, it's a lot, I know, but I love this. Follow the plan, not the mood, or follow the plan, honor your mood. Um, Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, and, and also, like, but is there something to be said about people maybe take it? They just feel like they can't. Like, are there some situations where you've dealt with people and you just like, this, you know, right now is maybe not the time for you to try to learn this and maybe you do need to step back or like, or do you really feel like you can do both? You know, it's interesting. I guess it depends on how you perceive this program. So mm -hmm. sure, this is a weight loss program, I guess, but it's also like, <laughs> How do you actually hear the feedback of your own body? How do yeah. you um, make choices around water, sleep, stress interventions, connecting with others, um, uh, emotional uh, harm, everything that's come, everything you live with. Yeah. So are we to say that all waits? For sure, it might not be center stage. But I can tell you that when in the hardest moments now, I don't stop drinking water. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't say, well, I just I can't possibly put some seeds on my salad. I I need to fuel my body to take care of my children. I need to take care of rest as best I can because I, I'm in service of other people. And so I don't want my brain space to be taken out with shame about what I ate or worried about what I look like or yeah. I don't want any of that. I want there to be maximum space to be helpful to others. So maybe changing the focus, your, your focus or your why, like you have your big end game why, 
but your your why can change. Maybe your why this week is to just stay as strong as you can physically, mentally, you know, maybe your why is just to get through this week without having the stress take you over, your emotions overwhelm you. So you can still keep going. You know, I think your your why and that sort of short term, we always look at this big why you can, your why can change almost week to week, you know, and then maybe, maybe last week it was, you know, getting, feeling good for this wedding you have coming up. And this week is just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? To, To just keep going and you know maybe you don't have an end game or I don't have the capacity for that right now but at least it's to to stay healthy and to take care of yourself when you know when you're dealing with a lot full permission to take care of ourselves also in the midst of of heartache full permission a a good friend of mine gave a a wonderful image to me and she said how she thinks about the self-care whatever whatever we mean by that um and it doesn't have to be some like bougie luxury spa that only, you know, like 1% of people can do. I mean, self-care can be the simplest thing, like lying down on the floor when you're tired yeah. with your legs up the wall. That's my yeah. version. That's yeah. my version of self-care. I hear you. And so she said, sometimes we think about taking care of ourselves as, okay, so I have this cup and I've given everything I can. Like it's entirely empty. And now I fill it back up. And she's like, I think we've got it all twisted. I need to make sure my cup is full, full to the point of overflowing. And then I have enough to give other people. So is this program a weight loss program? Yes, but it's also an inner resourcing program. You know, it's how do we, what are are our inner resources? Are we exhausted? Are we always running on empty? Do we forget? Do we forget that we have bodies? Do we forget that we need hearts and minds that need tending to? Yeah, that's how that's now how I've that's the place of this program in my life is that actually even in the hardest moments, I don't forget that I'm here too. about yourself. Yeah, prioritizing. I always say the hardest thing about this program is prioritizing yourself. And that doesn't just mean take time to eat or take time to eat nutrient rich foods. It is like meeting yourself where you're at recognizing what you need, you know, trying to get better sleep, not for the sake maybe of weight loss and moving the down the scale, but because you need sleep in order to function, you know, and keep your immune system nice and strong and all of those things, right? Um, is there something to be learned? So this happens a lot. So we're downsizing right now. And what's going to happen is at the end of this week, because people are nervous about making this change, it's bringing up all sorts of feels. And it's such a simple thing to do. Just, you know, just nothing changes. Just leave yourself, you know, feeling slightly unsatisfied as opposed to satisfied. Leave a few bites on your plate. I mean, I'm oversimplifying. It's, it's very simple, but very complex at the same time. So then what happens is people go through the week and at the end of each week, they reflect back and they say, I could have done that better. Should I go back? Should I repeat? How do, how do we prevent not feeling like that? How, is there anything we can do? Is there anything I can tell you can tell people? Because it happens. so many people come Monday are going to be like, I, I, now looking back, I could have done this so much better. Should I go back? And of course, we don't go back in the program. We just keep moving forward. And I always say, recognize where you're at, learn what you learned from last week, and then make sure you're all in next week. But there's got to be something better to tell people. I don't. So number one, we can only we can only ever say a sentence like that. I could have done better 
at the end. Was it not yeah. the truth that on each of those individual days and individual meals and snacks that you were in fact doing the best you can? So in part, it's a bit of a data gathering problem. Like what data are you gathering? <laughs> because if we went back and Tuesday, Tuesday, you had to pick up your kid and they were sick or you were taking care of somebody in a hospital or, you know, the world fell even further apart. Like it's okay that in retrospect, it looks like that, but what are the other data points that you can gather that actually help tell a more balanced story? And then I would ask, what is the, who's the actual voice? Who's the, who's the narrator of that I could have done better? Because I'm going to guess it's that like angry football coach, that kind of relentless, <laughs> real tough critic. But what would happen yeah. if you translate it into kind granny? That granny not Ooh. say like, good for you despite the shit of this world and the challenges of this week. Oh my God, look what you did do. Look like what you, you did, did do. Like, look what you did do. So that's real. The voice, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the voice, let's have a little bit of choice or awareness about the voice and also how beautiful everyone is. Like you get to do it again. So if it's really the truth that you could have, and now we're, we might embark on saying it in a kinder way, like in a more understanding way, then awesome. Make note of what three things. Don't leave it at, I could have done better. What could have been better? Let's actually make it concrete. Is it that dinners were the real challenge because you were so exhausted in the day and by the end of the day, we were trying to kind of tune into that willpower and willpower always depletes by the end of the day. Like what is it we're turning to by the end of the day? Or, or was it... Was it that you forgot? Sometimes I would forget. The first time I did the, the program, I was like, I could have done better because I forgot. Great. Yeah. Post, post, post it note on the fridge being like, remember, yeah. it's before. What's the theme? What's the... Great. So what's the thing that you actually could have been better? Or is it just a cycle of I'm always hard on myself and I'm just doing that hard on myself thing? If it's true, yeah. if it's true. What couple of like personal tweaks can you make to when this when this actual tweak comes around again? And, and awesome, like then then great. But if you're just on autopilot being like, I could have done better with this, I could have done better than, than that. Well, what a great opportunity for reflection of that like unkind, unrelenting football coach. Is that, is that um, when you work with people, is that one of, is that, I would imagine that's one of the things that you deal with. Is that just that negative? I mean, you deal with negative dialogue all the time in here, but like when it comes to learning and learn and like feeling like, you know, I, I know you're working with our daughter, Taryn, just like this. It's, I, I can't do it. It's hard to learn. It's, you know, it, it's like a block of some sort. Like, is that what, what's yeah. the hardest thing that you deal with when, when, oh. when trying to help people learn new things? Yeah. Oh, well, that second part is like, a, okay. we could we could be here for a while. Um, the hardest thing, hardest things, shame. Hmm. Um, the shame people feel about asking, like saying, I don't really know how to do this, mm -hmm. you know, and, and giving full permission for like, it's, it's really okay. And I can help you learn that. The other thing is, um, is people feeling so lonely as if like, the thing that they're feeling, it's only them that's feeling it. And like, that's why all the gratitude for your community, because it's such a clear reminder, it's so visible, how much we all struggle and wrestle in quite overlapping ways, you know? Um, 
I mean, I could go on and on with the things that people, people struggle with attention with like, I want to do this, but I also want to do this. I also want to do this. And that's very difficult because there are so many distractions, both enormous and catastrophic and also just like gadgetry and entertainment in our own lives. And you, I mean, I hope I get to chat one day about this with you because I think it's its own time, but prioritization. We talk about prioritization as if it is simple, whether it's a client who's like in, you know, grade 11 student, or whether it's somebody in college or university, whether it's a leader I'm working with or a whole team, prioritization is difficult and nobody talks about it as being difficult. Why is it difficult? Because we're taught that the things that are most important are things that are urgent. What has to happen now? What's coming due? And then importance, but usually importance to someone else. Oh, I've got this thing at work that's really important. Oh, I've got to do this for my kid because it's really important to them. There are many what's importance that are all coming at us all at once, which is back to your first question. How can we be doing Gina when the world is as it is? Yeah. Because it is one of many priorities. I need to take care of my community. I need to tend to my family. And also, it's okay that I need to tend to my physical and emotional health. It's okay. It's okay to be rested and in grief. It's okay to be deeply, deeply worried. And also, and also, and also. They can all coexist. That was so great. I think I'm, uh, when you were talking about shame and loneliness, I'm, I'm thinking of all the people in, in the program who've ever, you know, they, they reach out, but they don't ask for help. And I, I'm just thinking of the people who like, this is hard or this is whatever. Or, and I think, with this, it's like so much of that is the shame people feel even asking for help or asking for clarity or that they maybe they're not doing all the things, but there's reasons why they're not doing the things and yes. they don't really recognize that that's just okay. You know, and it's just the, the loneliness of, you know, we're so in our heads and not sharing that with people because we're overweight or because we, we people perceive us that we're not trying or the things that haven't worked. And I'm just thinking about all the times that people have reached out and I, I call it planting seeds of doubt where people are like, like setting themselves up for failure. But, but more than that, they're not just doing that. They could very well be asking for help and, but try, do you know what I mean? If they feel shameful and they feel alone and that shame I would imagine is going to prevent people from asking for the help that they need because they also oh feel very alone in that. Yes. And, and, you know, I love that. And I love the tenderness of all of this because people might not even know what to ask. Mm. So that like earliest, earliest moment is this is hard. And that is kind of my question. Or I grew up in a family where I couldn't ask questions or, or, or like we come with the, these full contexts and then we arrive here and maybe the best we can do is like, I'm overwhelmed and that's yeah. okay too. And there's no shame. So is the next step then, what can I do about my sense of overwhelm? Or what yeah. is overwhelm made of? Like is overwhelm because it feels like a lot of information or it feels like a lot of people or it feels like a lot of access points? Can we begin in the kindest way that allows for that overwhelm? We don't need to deny any of it. Mm. Can we just like tease it apart enough so that we can see kind of possibilities of getting in there. 
because maybe we can't ask a question first. We don't even know how. We don't even know what the words are to ask the question. But I can say, this is hard. You're right, it is hard. Yeah, that's been, um, I used to say that weight loss was so easy, right? Because it's just like, you do this, your body responds like that. I've laid it all out for you. And, you know, another theme I've been really owning is it is hard. I'm, I'm coming to realize it's hard, not because of what you need to eat and when every day, but because of everything else that you need to work through when you're really doing it, you know, all the feels. And then on top of that, with everything that's happening on the in the world and the heaviness of that and, and taking on all of that, that that it is it's very hard because, again, we're we're trying to make such a personal life changing change that only we can do for ourselves, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, uh, it is hard. That's my weight loss is hard should be our new mantra. <laughs> I don't think it's a great sell. I mean, it's not a, it's not a perfect hook, but it's, it's honest. It's hard. It's not linear. It's not one thing. It's not like a single, uh, like action or food that you eat or don't eat. It's, it's not one thing, you know, I want to, um, I want to read this comment. It's so hard to be vulnerable when you've spent a lifetime building a wall. Yeah. 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 That's a lot. So, okay, that's, so part of, that's part of what you do, Gina, right? It's like, maybe we can be a tiny bit less armored here. Mm. You know? Maybe we can just be a tiny bit less armored and share the thing that is hard. Is it hard because your family looks one way and you look another? Is it hard because of all the things you heard growing up? Is it hard because of that football coach that's over and over? Is it hard because you now have to kind of do mealtimes a little differently or do celebrations differently? Is it hard because actually the underneath thing is like, I really need to see a therapeutic professional. I need to see yeah. this like that's actually the thing that's underneath. There's yeah. it, it, the list is not exhaustive. There's you know for as many people um, here who are who are participants in your program, there are backgrounds, journeys, um, and reasons why we're here. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. <laughs> well. This this was the conversation today. I'm absolutely here for it. I I, I think it's just such a I think I mean this is this is it. This is this yeah. is the this is the conversation. You know, this is this is the conversation at the end of the day. Um final takeaway from today. I think I think for me is yes, this is a program about our relationship with food but it's really about our relationship with ourselves. And ourselves are in communities and are in the world. And so full welcome, full invitation to an all that you are carrying and holding and helping to continue that relationship with yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being a, being a learning strategist, I would imagine just to kind of frame this for people, this is about learning about what you've been through, who you are, where you want to go, how to find resources and utilize tools to do that, learning how to navigate, you know, the day-to-day -day in your life, all of it. You have this beautiful book, Feel Good Learning. Um, it's just, 
how on how to prioritize, focus, study, and learn everything better. Uh, where can people get their hands on this? Thanks, Gina. You know, like for all the people watching, Gina, you were so kind about uplifting and including other folks who are trying to leave it all on the dance floor in this short little life and be in service with their gifts or their, you know, what they're trying to do. So thank you for asking that. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. Um, trying to get it an indigo. Uh, it's it's easiest as Amazon um, around the world. And it's for anybody who's trying to learn anything. Um, I'm trying to make a space for that. You know, on the one hand, I know learning strategies, like what is that? It's yeah. the learning and unlearning underneath all the things we're trying to do, whether it's formal school or a transformative life program. <laughs> I was just going to say, you are redefining learning. That's what yes. you are doing and what it's all about. Um, thank you so much for your time today. Honestly, I'm already excited to have you back. Um, thank you for your passion for the program. Thank you for your time this morning. Um, I know people are going to uh, ask where to reach out to you. It's at Awaken Learning. I know on Instagram, do you have a website uh, where people can reach out? Thanks, Gina. It's, it's awakenlearning.ca. And if you have, you know, uh, a school-aged kid from grade five to university, to postdoc, to college, to a certificate program, if you are that, work with many adult clients. We have a remarkable, very humane team trying to, trying to help do this learning thing differently, like with less shame. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks everyone for joining Thank us. You. We'll see you again. Thanks. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.